Hi, and thank you for joining us for In All Things, a weekly podcast of the Evangelical Presbyterian Church. I'm Rachel Joseph. Your host for In All Things is Dean Weaver, State Clerk of the EPC. We pray that God uses Dean and his guests to inform and inspire you about the EPC and how God is working in and through our global movement of Evangelical Presbyterian Churches. The motto of our family of congregations is, in essentials, unity, in non-essentials, liberty, in all things, charity. And thank you again, Rachel Joseph. Always a good thing to hear that voice. Rachel just serves with such a delightful heart. And those of you who have called in from the EPC family and have called into our benefits office, you may have actually talked with Rachel on the phone because that's the area where she typically works, but she has lent her voice to being the voice of our podcast in all things. And so welcome, my friends. Glad to have you back. I hope that you're joining us again and again and again for these conversations that drop every Friday in all of your favorite podcast locations, or perhaps you're listening to us for the very first time. Your pastor, an elder, a friend, co-worker said, hey, you ought to check this out, and you've been putting it off, and you finally did it. This is a conversational podcast. Usually we take these things about 25 to 30 minutes, so hopefully just enough time to get you to work or take that walk around the lake or just sit down with a cup of coffee on your back porch or whatever it might be. Maybe it's your front porch, but we just grateful uh, for the company to have you come along with us. Our conversations are to some degree in-house EPC conversations for the Evangelical Presbyterian Church. I always love going to a Presbyterian meeting or a church and someone will come up to me and say, oh, we listen to the podcast every week and we pass it around to all of our elders and they all listen to it. I love that sense of connectedness, but obviously this is for a beyond the EPC family as well. So if you are listening in and you're not part of an EPC church, we're glad to have you here. And we hope these conversations are a blessing to you as well. And if they are, please be sure to like us on social and share that good word with others because we're a low budget uh, organization and we largely get the word out by word of mouth. And so if you help us do that, that would be a great honor for us. We appreciate it. So today in our conversation, we're going to be joined by a, a dear friend of mine who I love so much. And he was at a meeting here in our world headquarters, the Global Command Center uh, for the EPC in Orlando. And I asked him to step out of that meeting to come down so we could have a conversation with Johnny Long. Johnny is the executive director of Signal Mountain EPC Church in Signal Mountain, which is Chattanooga, really, Tennessee. And one of my favorite churches, love love Signal Mountain, love the people of Signal Mountain, love the ministry of Signal Mountain, and I just loved them all the more, Johnny, when you came to be the executive director from one of my other favorite churches, Hope Church. You've worked at some of our best churches, and I think you just bring some great ministry practices. Just so glad to have you on In All Things. Well, thank you for inviting me, Dean. It's such an honor to be here, and so great to see you again this week. It is. It's an honor is, is all mine. My brother, it's all mine. Well, this episode of In All Things is actually brought to you by the Executive Pastor Network of the Evangelical Presbyterian Church. We work with administrative pastors and executive pastors, church administrators, HR reps for all of our congregations. We exist to serve you. So you might be in a really small church where you don't have anybody in the office of administration or conducting human resources, but we exist to serve you. And so it might be that if you call the office of the General Assembly, our CFO, Pat Quelio, or our director of HR, Marty Ratcliffe, can answer your questions directly. So, for example, you're calling and saying, well, we don't have a child protection policy. Well, we can help you 
with that. And a lot of times what we do is we'll connect you to somebody like a Johnny Long and say, hey, Signal Mountains figured this out. They'd love to share out those resources with other churches. There's no proprietary ownership for these things. We're all in this thing together. And so if, if you are looking to, to get assistance in the areas of church policies and procedures to help your church be protected and and run smoothly and be faithful and good stewards of the resources God's put to you. You can reach out to CFO Pat Quelio and learn more about the administrative and executive pastor network in the EPC. And we would love to come alongside and serve you and your congregation as you carry out the mission of the Great Commission of Jesus Christ. And I know that's super close to your heart, Johnny. You are a great commission guy, but you came into the church world from outside the church world and brought a skill set with you. So to help our listeners get to know you a little bit, could you give us a little quick flyby on your story? Sure, I'd love to, Dean. Yes, I served as an executive in the trucking and transportation industry for 24, 25 years and then was called into ministry at Hope Church in Memphis. good friend of mine was the COO at that time, and we I'd been an elder for several years and was asked to come help them with the ministry at Hope Church. Did so you was, see that coming? Did you? No, that, I did That not. came out of left field, huh? It did. It was a surprise, and I told them I would have to pray about that for a while. So my wife, Lucy, and I prayed and fasted for a week or so and, and felt clear the call and have never looked back. Wow. Wow. So, you know, what does Athens have to do with Rome? What does, uh, how how do you go from, you know, a trucking industry into a church? There had to be a little bit of recalibration or adjustments there because they're not exactly apples and oranges, are they? No, sir, they're not. Working in a church is totally different. It's been refreshing, but it's also been a challenge. I had to tone down my conversations quite a bit. And I've well, had- coming out of a trucking industry, you know, <laughs> we had to clean up your potty mouth, right? <laughs> Thank you. And yes, and so I, I've, I have teased that now uh, it takes me about a paragraph to say yes and a page to say no when I'm dealing with any type of confrontation or any type of email. But it's been a super blessing and feel God's called me to minister to the church itself, the Big C Church. So one of the things that kind of fascinates me, Johnny, and and I would be curious of your thoughts on this, is a lot of the elders in our churches, as they're trying to give stewardship to kind of the oversight and governance of a congregation, they bring their experience from the business world into the church, and they may or may not always think through from a biblical worldview how some of those practices that were out there in their vocational life before coming into the church are different because the church is a different kind of organization. It's, it's not a for-profit corporation, for one thing. It's an intentionally Christian community yes. that maybe functions more like an organism than an organization. Right. So, I mean, do you have any thoughts on if we have an elder listening in, let's say they're a CPA, right? Yeah. And they have their own accounting firm and they're sitting on the finance committee of the church is there any translation work that needs to be done as they come in and try to help give leadership to the church 
Definitely so. I think the basics of business and finance, those things are always there. But as we've discussed in our meetings this week, I think the doctrine of grace is what drives everything we do in the church world. And as we're looking at things differently that are happening in the church, we're looking at through that vision and through that lens and trying to filter those things with the Holy Spirit as opposed to just a hard and fast business decision that we're making. Right, because you could end up with a business decision that looks really black and white and then when you start praying about it you're like well that might not be quite as simple because the bottom line might not be the reason why we make this decision because there's this interesting little thing called faith that enters into the subject Yes, sir. That's absolutely correct. And and we're also about the the life and the soul of the different people that we're dealing with. And so someone might not be the best personality to be in a certain area, but if we don't handle those people with kit gloves and handle those people with grace, then it could affect their walk. And we don't want to do that for sure. Right, right. And this is probably going to get me into some hot water, Johnny, but sometimes I find, whether it's common grace or, or, or whatever is the, the, the way to understand this, that sometimes even in the business world, though, there are some practices that are ahead of where the church ought to be in some things. So, for example, I think of some churches that have kind of human resource departments, and it's really all about the rules and the regulations and the policies, and for good reasons, right? But a lot of businesses have moved to like, you don't find a person who's the director of HR anymore. You find the person who's the vice president of people. And they're, and they're trying to think about how are we serving our employees well? Not just how can we get them to obey the rules? How do we care for them? So we were having in our conversation earlier today in the meeting you and I stepped out of this question about maternity leave and paternity leave. And it's not how little can you offer it's like okay you got this young family they've got a new baby what's going to be a blessing to them well and i agree you know i think we have learned to be on the generous side of fair when we're dealing with any of these type of situations whether it is leave as we were talking about earlier but it's also about your work day is it a hard fast 8 30 to 5 time is there time off if you got to go to the doctor you got to do these types of things so you you need to be flexible with people again that doctrine of grace just overrides everything that we do i love the phrase you just said and i don't know if you just if you've used it before if it just kind of came out naturally but you said on the general side of fair. Is that a phrase you've used before or did you just coin that? Well, no, I've just coined that in the last few weeks, actually. We've been going through some situations and we've been talking through that and that's just where we wanted to land in a couple different areas that we're dealing with in the church. I love that as a principle though, right? You're, yes. you're wrestling with a situation and you don't know yet what the outcome is and you say, okay, as we step into this decision-making process, we want to land on the generous side of fair. Yes, that's absolutely correct. That's a great principle. I've never heard that before. Okay, so now I've got my nugget I'm taking away from today. I mean, in in my practice, helping to supervise the staff in the Office of the General Assembly, I'm going to use that. Well, good. I'm glad. That's great stuff. Well, you're not just an operations guy, right? That's one of the things I love about you, Johnny, is that you have a view of life that is very holistic. And so you understand that operations are not done in a vacuum, but they're a part of this larger integration that is our faith working out. And you have this holy missional mindset. And so in your role as an executive director at Signal Prez, you don't just do operations. You also are helping them with their missional outreach. Is that right? That's correct. Signal has got a very generous heart. And yeah, I oversaw 
outreach at Hope Church in Memphis, which was my previous position and was what a great opportunity to do that. And it signaled they are just as generous uh, there as well. And so I remember when I was interviewing for the job, we were talking about the different roles that this position would hold. And I asked them about their outreach and it was more lay led at that point. And I just said flat out, well, I will do that for free. And so I love the mission aspect of this, uh, the local missions, the international missions, the domestic missions, disaster to relief, all of those things are just a real passion for me and a love in my heart. So why are those things essential to a church being healthy, Johnny? Because I mean, I would qualify Signal Mountain and Hope as two super healthy churches. Not that they're perfect, no church is, but they're really healthy churches. And their passion for the gospel and their community and around the world is longstanding. So why is outreach, missional outreach, so essential to the health of a local church? Well, I think it's so important for the church to actually have an outreach type of atmosphere. So the church is not just looking inward, trying to take care of itself, but it's constantly reaching out, trying to touch the community and touch those around the world that it has proven partnerships with. And that's really the EPC's culture. I mean, the EPC uh, was created to be an outward facing organization because a lot of denominations can be very inward facing. They become very self involved with all of the minutiae and detail. And we tried to kind of subtle that, you know, the essentials, unity, the non-essentials, liberty, but in all things, charity. So we tried to settle that so that we could focus on our mission, which is the Great Commission, being a part of an organization that was created to be outward facing is a reminder to all of our churches that are part of that organization that if they want to live into the mission God's given them and be healthy, they too need to be outward facing. Amen. I love how you say that we are bringing evangelical back into the EPC, which is super intentional. And it's exactly what we're trying to do with our outreach ministries at Signal. I like to say that we're managing passion, you know, so you have people that are just passionate about the area of the world or the community outreach that we're doing in certain areas. And we're just trying to help manage that the best that we can. And that's where you're marrying your operational and your missional. (laughs) Managing passion is the bridge between your your operational and your missional. That's it. I love that. I love that. Well, let's go there to the ends of the earth part, because in addition to your service at at Signal and in your Presbyterian, Presbyterian Southeast, you have been serving on the World Outreach National Committee for some time. What would people be surprised to know about, Johnny, if they they don't know that much about EPC World Outreach? Can you think of anything that would be like a surprise to them or an encouragement to them to know that by being a part of the EPC and being a part of EPC World Outreach, that they are a part of something that truly is making a global difference for the gospel? Well, I'm always fascinated. Every time we meet, I'm also on the personnel committee, PCOM, we call it for the WOC. I am always fascinated with the people that we have in the field, the quality of the people that we have in the field. I was in Indonesia earlier this year visiting some workers there, and it was just amazing what's going on in the field and the impact that they're making with leading people to Christ, bringing people into the ministry, into Christian walk and faith, and also planting churches. And so as this happens at different places around the world, it's 
just a phenomenal thing to be a part of. Is I know you have been a part of that as well. Yeah, this is going to blow your mind if you didn't know this already. But our executive director of World Outreach, Gabriel Deguia, is even as we speak and record this, he's in Bangladesh, right? And one of our EPC global workers has helped to plant 79 churches in Bangladesh. I just want to let that sink in for a second. 79 churches. And I can't wait for Gabriel to get back to tell us stories about the people who have come to Christ through that, because I don't think they know. For example, let's imagine that the average church doesn't even have a a kind of a global missions footprint yet. They haven't really kind of thought beyond that. If they're giving their percentage of income, their POI, just to the General Assembly, we, we double tithe that. 20% 20% yes. of that off the top, the giving from the church to the denomination goes right to global missions. Well, that is one of the funnest things I get to do is tell different denominations, different pastors, that actual figure. That's pretty phenomenal if you think about it. And for us to be doing that, and I can't wait to hear from Gabe as well, because uh, we're on a group text together, the committee is, and we've been praying for him all week as he's been over there. And so it's really cool to see the impact of the EPC and what they do in world missions. It's just phenomenal, and can't go into the details of what's going. On. That's what I keep kind of hesitating is I want to go into the details. Yeah, but there's some there's some there's That's some security right. things Thank and you. confidentiality Thank things. You. I'm and, trying to be calm, but just trust me, it is beyond phenomenal <laughs> to, to talk about. Right, right. Well, that's because the EPC has chosen purposefully to go to places that sometimes we say we go to the hard places, but we're really going to the places with the least access. And these are places that have little or no access to the gospel. And so we have to keep some of those things off the radar for security purposes, for safety. We've recently had to evacuate some of our teams from some of the areas in the world where there's some hot spots. And so the the investment in kingdom work, right. if a church is, whether it's through their POI or they're giving to a particular global worker or to a fund, it is making a huge impact for the gospel. And I always tell people we're not a huge organization. We play small ball, but boy, the impact that we're able to make because of the oversight, the accountability, the follow-up, good people like yourself who serve on the committee, who ask those questions, who are praying and interceding and uh, and all the technology that we're able to use, it's happening in live time. It is. It is. It, it's, it really is amazing to be a part of just a, a small part of that to, to help that happen around the world and help the EPC carry out its mission. All right. Well, I think my takeaway today, I'm gonna, there's two takeaways I'm going to have, uh, Johnny. One is probably going to be the move from operational to missional in terms of seeing how those things connect with one another and they're not separated. The one serves the other. I and mean, I'd love to see that vision catch on. But I'm also going to take away this idea of wanting to land on the generous side affair. That's going to be, I think that's a title for today's podcast. It's going to be the generous side affair. That's going to be something that's really going to stick with me. Amen. Thank you so much for having me, Dean. It's been a been a pleasure. Yeah, man. It's great to have you here. Appreciate you. Always love it when you're in the office and I appreciate your willingness to come down and, and have this conversation so that our EPC family can begin to get to know you. Thank you so much. All right, brother. Appreciate it. Brother. Well, my friends, I'm going to encourage you specifically to think about forwarding this podcast on to either the people in your church who are the finance and operations types, but also the missions and outreach types and send it to both of them and say, Hey, this is how these things actually connect and relate. And, uh, and I know that if you wanted to learn more, you could just simply 
Google uh, Signal Mountain EPC Church and get on their website and look up Johnny and he'd be glad to talk to you about some of this stuff, including what God is doing through EPC World Outreach. So don't let this be the end of the conversation. Let it continue. Pass it on to someone else. You can pass it on to someone else and spread that word so that the gospel can spread so that we can truly be a rapid multiplication movement of disciples who make disciples who make disciples even to the ends of the earth. Well, my friends, that concludes our conversation for today, and I hope it's been as encouragement to you as it is for me, and that you'll remember as we conclude the good word from God's word as a reminder as we go out into the rest of our day, that the sun is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation, for in him all things hold together. You've had that worldview, Johnny, where you see how those things all hold together, and it's a passionate, and it's energizing. All things, in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things, my friends, all things, your job, your work, your play, your relationships, your hopes, your dreams, your aspirations, all of it, all things have been created through him and for him because he is before all things, and in him, that is in Jesus Christ, all things hold together. For he is the head of the body, the church, and that includes the EPC. My friends, until the next time when we gather together for such a conversation in this venue, until then, I bid grace and peace to you. Thank you again for joining us. On behalf of the entire team, please join us for our next episode. For more information about the EPC, including a directory of local churches, online resources, and much more, visit our website at www.epc.org. I'm Rachel Joseph. I pray you have an overwhelming sense of God's presence in all things today.